It's episode 14 of the Improv London podcast with this week's guest, Mark Johnson. This ain't gonna be easy. moving around. Welcome to episode 14. I had a great time talking to Mark. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't think of anything else to say. It's just the truth. I did have a great time talking to him. And uh, we discussed lots of things, including his involvement with the nursery's emotion play. We also talk about contact improvisation and viewpoints. And also what Mark has learnt from uh, David Rosowski. Do enjoy. Wow, there's a big microphone there and it's recording. Brilliant. Hey, Stuart. So, I, I, I've got a feeling I need to host this now. Stuart's gone. He's, I don't know why really. I was thinking, I was thinking. That I, I mean, I, I'm not particularly at peace with my laugh. But if I had a particularly annoying laugh, then this podcast is just going to be a disaster. Because Congratulations, I've been told I have a ridiculous laugh. Really? Yeah. Well, who if if we laugh together, we will be all right. Yeah. Who has a cool laugh? It's like that's a weird thing. It's no like, one is properly laughing. Exactly. That's it. Yes. I, all hail the snorters, <laughs> which I've discovered. I have, yes. 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 <laughs> which I've discovered. I do. Which I discovered on the podcast that Who's I do. Was it? Was it? Was that the one with Jack? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My goal for today then. <laughs> Is to make you snort. Well, <laughs> so uh, before we started, um, you were saying that you had a theory about the nursery. Oh wow, wow, we're getting there. straight in there, straight um, in there. No, I was, I was, I, I was saying one of the reasons why I love the nursery, um, uh, and to be honest, I think pretty much everything that I could say about improv would be covered by Jules's podcast that you did with him. It was great and. I just sat there nodding for most of it, um, except for the bits where he didn't talk about improv at all. <laughs> far be it from you know the 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 furor of the nursery improv training centre to talk about improv on an improv podcast. Uh, no, I, I like so much of so much of the things that interest uh, me came across in, 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 in that and it's why I love it as a place is that there's a there's a curiosity about the process of improv that is separate to the product. Like and and they're tied together. But you look at like the nursery originals, hmm. um deliberately reaching out for different forms, different uh, ways of presenting improv, and they, you know, they they give them a rehearsal process. They give those forms an opportunity to find themselves through process, rather than kind of just uh, saying, "Oh yeah, this is your form. Go do." Um, there's like when we did a motion play. Uh, the sense that we were kind of discovering 
the form along the way was really exciting and really kind of fueled the the energy that we had. Um, and I love that the, that the nursery is a place and Jules as a person uh, and Judith uh, support and embrace that. It's great. I love it. The nursery. <laughs> Theatre.org. <laughs> it's all right. The, they'll be in the show notes. I they promise. Will, they will. They will be in the show notes. <laughs> I know, I've, I've, you do your great research, and I've, I always look up your show notes. I'm glad you look up the show notes. I'm a big fan of this podcast. I'm glad you're a big fan of this podcast, but I'm also glad, and even slightly more glad that you do look up the show notes, because sometimes I think, oh, why am I looking, why am I doing this? And then I think, well, no, this is what I would want in a podcast. Yeah, I would no, want to know what the links are. Although, what, the, <laughs> to, to date this thing, what was the one you put out today? It was Fran Bush of yes. Kitten Killers and Norman fame. Brilliant. Um, in the show notes was a YouTube clip of... Uh, John Lewis advert. No, of the artist. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Being present and the yes. artist sitting there making eye contact yes. with whoever wanted to come up and look. Yes. And I was kind of flicking through the show notes as I'm listening to the uh-huh. episode and I start watching that YouTube clip and then I get to the end of the podcast and I realise I don't know where that came. <laughs> so I, I, either I fell asleep... Which, uh, which, as I said before, <laughs> is a legitimate use of my podcast. Uh, or, I, or, I, or, or I was potentially watching the YouTube clip at the moment the YouTube clip was on and missed its reference. Um, we just talked about something about uh, sitting and seeing people and seeing an ex-partner or something like that. Mm. Is that the... Is that, that, was that's, that, the... That, that's, that, that's, that was the artist we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, couldn't yeah, remember yeah. the name of the artist at the time. I could have perhaps made my show notes a little bit more clear. I know, it's perfectly clear. I just, I can't remember you mentioning it in the, in the podcast, and that's on me. I'm sorry. I love how meta this podcast is getting. Yeah, let's talk about all of them. Who else could, uh, journeyman Mark Tyndall, which is not only mentioned in Mark Tyndall's, but in the Fran one as well. And now this one. It's also mentioned in the Chris Reed episode as well, which I know you haven't heard yet, but it is. Great. Hello, Mark. <laughs> hello, Mark. Is, is hello, Jason Isaacs. No. <laughs> yeah, hello to Mark Tindall, yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Hello to Jason Isaacs. Um, so, yes, <clears throat> you mentioned uh, the Nursery Originals. So yeah. you're obviously part of that. For those that people didn't get the chance to see it, what was, if you had to explain it to somebody, how would you describe what that show was? So the show, Emotion Play, um was uh, scenes improvised on the same patch of land as it may have existed throughout civilised history. Hmm. So from the beginning of the... uh, I'm going to call it a play. (laughs) Uh, From the beginning of the play... Um, where the earliest scenes begin with kind of pre-Roman and Roman Britain uh, and the idea of a space on planet Earth is established and the surrounding area uh, and the landscape, uh, each subsequent scene jumps forward to an entirely different uh, time period, but... uh, in exactly the same place. 
the scenes build on the qualities of the scenes before them. So this this idea that there's kind of a uh, an an echo through time of the energy of a place mm. was something that we that we hung on to, um, and that when when it was really felt was really strong. So the suggestion that we took um, actually came out of uh, Chris, the director, Chris Mead. Uh, the director would interview a person about an important place in their life. And did you get interviewed at one? No. Um, journeyman Mark Tyndall did. That's right. <laughs> uh, pardon me. Now, on, um, the, on the same night, I gave the suggestion for who were the blended lifestyles at the time. That's right. That's, that's what the, I'm thinking of it. Yeah. Who, now the, who are now the verbs. Are they? Yes. Lovely. <laughs> um... But from 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 that discussion, uh, from that little interview, um, kind of uh, emotional themes and resonances kind of land with you. Um, some of them are really massive, like really brave stories being told in some cases. Um, and what was amazing about that was that that detail. Although the you know the facts and the specifics never necessarily filtered into the show, that clarity of emotion became that thread through the show, um, and God, it was wonderful yeah. to to be involved in. I don't know how it looked, <laughs> um, but they were you know they that God imposter syndrome. That cast, my God. It is a good cast. Amazing. Um, and you held your own. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll take that. <laughs> I have to. Um, yeah, so some some incredible improvisers and actors, although I wouldn't necessarily want to distinguish a difference. Um, just doing lovely work uh, that was amazing to watch it unfold and also to be in it. Um, except Jules was always mean to me in every scene I did with him. I think that's. I think that may that may be now like a motif. Jules is a dick to me whenever we're in a scene together. That's fine. <laughs> Let's unpack that a little. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> oh, I like it. It's great. It's great. I. I. I've never. Enjoyed being bullied more <laughs> than than by what was it? What was the scene? There was a there was a really fun one where all I was trying to do was light a fire because no technology in the world existed because we were practically cavemen, um, and he was just being a dick to me about lighting a fire, and then he stamped it out as soon as I got it going. Uh, how was that? Yes, I have. Come on. <laughs> Well, it's because he's beyond that now, you see. Yes, and is for beginners. Uh... Stamp out this guy's fires where the pros are at. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it, it, was, it was great, and the subsequent ones have all looked amazing and continue. Uh, they're starting the new ones yes. quite soon. Yes, they are. Brilliant. So, you mentioned imposter syndrome. <laughs> Is this something you feel in every aspect of your life or is it mainly in performing? Oh, no, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and that's all that needs to be said about that. 
Um, like one of the one of the wonderful things about the community that surrounds London Improv is that you get an opportunity mm. <laughs> to play with incredible people. Like as as a as a as a as an art form, it encourages that. And as a community that exists, it's it's designed for that. Yeah. So the fact that like you know, I could I could get up with, with Lauren or with Sally or with like John and Jules uh and be a be a part of that just because I was around is amazing. And then, you know, so many places have jams where you kind of uh like the journeyman Mark Tindall's Duck Duck Goose, where you realise you're on stage with some just incredible people. Uh, that's slightly different though, because you don't realise that until you see them in the gig later. And you go, oh my god, <gasps> they're in the thing. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, that's that's amazing fun. Uh, so I'll always walk walk, walk out like, like I jam with Alan Marriott. Yeah. Like. I just got so excited I spilled tea all over myself. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a, there's there's a lot of fun to be had, uh, kind of giving in to imposter syndrome. <laughs> and just just like yeah, it's it's with me all the time. So I might as well just go up there and do it. Yes, yes, because you've um you've actually only been improvising for a reasonably short time. I would, and I would say this, a surprisingly short time for anyone that's seen you perform. Wow, okay. Um, yes and no, in that in the, my, my training, my degree I, uh, was in acting, so I've been a performer yes. for a very long time. Hmm. Uh, and that process, although for a lot of it, it fundamentally sits as process rather than performance, Involves uh, improvisation. There's not really uh, um, um, God. This is going to make me sound like a twonk. This is um, this is the material we want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so there aren't that many systems of training of actors that don't at some point get to improvisation. Really. Uh, you know, Stanislavski. Boom. The king of it. Ends up on improvisation, and the modern work that goes on in his in, in exploring his training is all about improvisation. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, Meisner, everyone knows repetition. Further down the line, that repetition uh, gives birth to improvisation. Um, viewpoints, etc., etc., etc. There's there's improv in all of them. And so rehearsal processes, training practices, you, you, you find yourself improvising. Uh, and then post-drama school, I ended up doing a bit of uh, sketch comedy with some uh, friends from my hometown who would write all the stuff and I'd come in and... Like, Take all the glory. Well, yes. <laughs> oh, clearly. Uh, no, I'd, I'd, they'd write really clever jokes. Yeah. And then I'd come in and say, and you know what would be really great is if you then tripped over on the way out. Right. Uh, so you'd punch up their scripts. I would, I, would, I would do the, the fart gags. 
That's really, really. To these really clever scripts about Schrodinger's cat, things like that, and I'd come in and do like the physical comedy and yeah. uh, put in a song and dance routine. Um, and we went from just kind of booking ourselves out for sketch nights to booking a night in the middle of Surrey in a weird little place called Red Hill. Um, no Red Hill. D. Of course, you're a Surrey guy. Uh, sorry. Um, well, we're in, we're in Red Hill. We're booking this gig. And Red Hill is a horrible place in the middle of nowhere. And as often as not, we'd get a text. I guess there were texts back then. Um, we'd get a message from the act saying, so yeah, just worked out how long it would take to get there. I'm not coming. Oh, no. And we'd get left with a, you know, a room full of people and no material. Uh or no act. Um, and they'd already seen all of our stuff. So we used to just kind of throw up short form oh, as wow. an emergency measure. Like just parachute in yeah, yeah, yeah. us doing Who's Line Games. Brilliant. Um, and so there was never anything formal about it. It was it was just a bunch of guys who knew each other really well. So knew how to yeah. pimp each other properly yeah, 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 to play yeah, yeah. a game. Um, and then stopped doing that. Like probably about ten years ago, and then stopped acting completely for a chunk of time, about the same time. Uh, and yeah, New Year last year. So I went. I think I some someone booked me onto a Hoopla drop in. Really? Uh, because someone. they wanted company. Oh right. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. No. They. they, they and and kind of kind of landing at the right point, it was a bit of a life changer. I can't give it sole credit, um, although I can completely see where like discovering improv changes people's lives. But at that particular point, uh, I was just starting to crackle with with new intentions and 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 kind of thinking this part of my life is not quite there yet this part is feeling warm and it just gives you an energy to start pursuing things properly and I I, I think by April I'd quit my job really <laughs> uh, to go back to school um and so yeah it's not all improv but it helped yes um, and so for last year, I was improvising as much as I could, or at least um, improvising in workshops as much as I could. Didn't do a lot of performance. Um, and yet Jules didn't tell you off for that. And yet Jules did not tell me off for that, whereas he really chastised you, Stuart. Hey. Actually, funny enough, I think you were in one of the first... You were in the first... At the nursery workshop I, I, I ever went to. Oh, really? It was, a, it was a Carleen one. Oh, right, uh, yeah, yeah, It was yeah. one of her Tuesday night drop-ins. Yes. Um, and uh, there was a sense... <laughs> oh, no. There was, there was a sense then uh, that this is Stuart. He's been here before. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay, okay. This is a face I'm going to see around. <laughs> Turns out she was right. Don't remember her saying. No, that. it was it was it was, a, it was just a palpable sense that Stuart Stuart's a mainstay. Stuart's a lifer. Stuart's in. Uh, like 
Because it's, it's, you know, when you go into something like that and there's, there's and it's weird because it's, when it's a drop and it's every time. Yeah. Um, that sense of, okay, who's the cool kids? Who's the, <laughs> who's the cool kid? Who, who, know, who knows the lay of the land? Uh, who, who, you know, who should I hide from? And what's lovely is that improv kind of dissolves that mentality. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, many, <laughs> so many people you know, but you don't know what their name is because you've spent the evening calling them something else entirely. Yep. Um, you do know how quickly they uh, might be inclined to jump to a Nazi joke uh, just, because, <laughs> just because a bunch of people would, or, or a poo gag. Um, but yeah, the idea of who's the cool kid is suddenly bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because everyone's just leaping up and doing whatever. Uh, Carlin's, Carlin's um, drop-ins on Tuesdays, I really like them. And one of the things that's interesting about them is that you get quite a lot of people starting yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's through the meetup group and everything. Yeah, yeah. You can go along there, and the last time I went, um, Roderick, who I hope will be on, uh, future guest on the show, mm. um, was the only other person, apart from Carlene, out of 12 people that I'd met before. That's really interesting. It's That's amazing, and incredibly um, multicultural as well. Yes, yes. Incredibly multicultural. Yes. And that's that... Uh, presents its challenges. Yes, but it's also um, amazingly fun to be like surprised. I remember. I don't know if he still goes, but can you remember uh, a French chap called Thierry? Oh yeah, yeah, he's Thierry still around. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I keep seeing him. Um, and like he would surprise me every time <laughs> in a way that like like. Okay, there's something about your worldview that is so completely different to mine that I would never in a million years see what's coming yes. from you. And that is brilliant. I yes. I love it. He is great. Uh, and you get those every time. Yes. Yeah. That's a really fun drop-in. Uh, C3 something, Tuesday night drop-in. Yes. It's very good. You should go. It's very good. You like it, yeah. That's Stuart. He's been around. <laughs> no, no. Of course, it's not what you said. I'm sorry. I, I'm misquoting everyone. Though I'm saying there was a palpable sense I that Stuart with... was a familiar face. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> but if you want to know where the bodies are buried, Stuart knows. Well, <laughs> well, that's very nice of you to say. I shall, I shall put that on the uh, the Edinburgh poster. Um, <laughs> The imaginary Edinburgh poster. Um, oh, go on. Do an Edinburgh show. <laughs> I haven't quite got to the comedian's comedian stage yet where I can start doing this as a live show. No, not the podcast. Do an do, do improvised show. Come on. I'm having much more success with this than my <laughs> improvisation, <laughs> which I'm perfectly happy with. Any type of success is, is what I like. Yeah. Um, so you did... Uh, so you did the um, you did the drop-ins on Tuesday. Uh, so I start started dropping Monday. Oh, Monday the oh, with hoop, Steve the Hoopla one. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I've never been to that because I'm never organised enough to book it far enough in advance. Bing, that that was why I ended up switching. Yeah, because I would always go, oh, I fancy doing some. Oh, it's sold out. Yes, um, which is testament to how great they are. Yes, and a hundred percent. If you've never done improv before, yes, that's the place to go. Yes, definitely. He is the yes. king. Yes. of Lovely. Yes. It's all about the love with Hoopla. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, this underlying principle of, of a positive spirit. 
is embodied by that man and that drop in so much. Yes. That, yeah, I'd, if I was sorted enough to book, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd go all the time. Yes. Um, but yeah, having, having kind of failed at booking, I was like, I need, no, I need to do more of this. Um, what yeah. else is there? And um, then, yeah, the, the nursery was literally the next one after a Monday was Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday follows Monday. Nice. Uh, and so, okay, I'm in, I'll go, done. Uh, and then I did that for a chunk. They're brilliant. Um, and, yeah, just, like, super focused work. It was really great. Um, and then I think I jumped ship to Wednesday. Yeah. Um, partly because of uh, continuity with people who are going. There's something about doing the drop-ins where having a whole bunch of new people is great, yeah. but then you start going, oh, I want to yeah. uh, see the same people again and again and again. And uh, at the time, because I was contemplating quitting my job, couldn't afford to sign up for a Hoopla eight-week course. I was like, I can't commit. Um but knew that uh, you and Christelle and and Stephen, you know, were finding this rhythm of going on a Wednesday, and that started doing the job. Yeah, and the nice thing—it's a different thing—but the nice thing about the Wednesday class is that, uh, much as I I love improvising with people who haven't improvised before, there are some times when you just want to go a little bit deeper. Yeah, and I think that 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 Wednesday class—I yeah. think you're just able to do that. Just because it's not yeah, there's, people. A, there's a different there's a different focus, but also from that 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 depth, for me always comes from uh, that level of, that level of trust you build up with with with, with people. Like you could yes. you could you could offer to go deeper with someone that you've never met before, yeah. whether they will take that. Mm. Um, it become becomes hit and miss. But if you're if 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 you're in uh, a room with a bunch of people who are kind of expressly there, yes, uh, to 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 explore something else, and also brilliantly are familiar to you, yes, uh, then you get to play around loads. Yeah, and, and if you have that trust, you can do things that you perhaps wouldn't, yeah, uh, you know, normally do. Um, uh, example from Duck Duck Goose on Monday, I was doing a scene with uh, Phil Dunn, who I'm also hoping will be a future guest. <laughs> and, uh, you know, our word was bullet. And I made out that he was this kind of action hero called bullet. Yeah. And so I started off kind of as a sergeant major general sort of thing. And then I ended up just sort of going around his back and just sort of giving him this massage and sort of taking the whole scene in like a different direction, which I might not have, if I didn't know Phil, I might not have felt comfortable doing or yeah or yeah. i would have been comfortable physical contact been... is an interesting one it is, in, those, isn't it? in those in those and 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 weirdly to call back to emotion play um it was something we i think very early on addressed as as just just you acknowledge it like oh yeah the stuff we're going to be talking about probably worth getting comfortable with some physical contact yeah and how, how did um, uh how did you get comfortable with physical contact with the other members of the group? Uh, it won't mean anything to anyone else, but by fucking the box. Right, okay. Uh, we, we 
we all made love to the set. Because they had a beautiful set for that one. Uh, and once you've shared that passion with a group of people, you're bonded for life. It, yeah, snort. Go on. Yeah, that is that is snort now, and we can that, finish. That, that's snort worthy, but uh, <laughs> no, wow. you just we we did a lot. Of, we did a lot of um, uh, uh, warm ups that were designed to uh, increase the connection to each other. Yes, um, and no, we didn't. We didn't like go around rubbing up against <laughs> each other because uh, I've been caught out like that before on this podcast. Go, I go. What really? Oh no, that's just you winding me up. Who dared wind you up? Exactly. Who dared do a bit with you on a on a oh, everyone, everyone. I'm so I'm so like, oh yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. And just the images you filled my head with then, I'm yeah. gonna take them away and... But yeah, being comfortable with physical contact. Uh like never been an issue for me. Uh touch me wherever you want. Um but it's something you have to be aware of when you're working with improvisers. You don't know that yes. people are sensitive about different things. Yes, uh, and it would be—it's not bad improv. It's just bad human beinging to yeah. start going and molesting people on stage. Yes, that would be wrong. We're against that. Yeah, <laughs> unless you know that person and you trust that person, and even then, I'm—I don't know. It's Phil on You can get away with it. <laughs> he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. Um, he quite likes it. Um, uh, wish I hadn't said that. Uh, <laughs> Stuart said many times he doesn't edit. Now he wishes he did. <laughs> it's, it takes too long to edit. I'm, and also, also, and this is a thing that I get from uh, Richard Herring and his podcasts, sometimes the bits that don't work are kind of quite interesting and you just have to sort of push through them and then suddenly you'll get a bit that does work. Yes. Um, yes. So you were doing the Wednesday night classes and then the nursery originals came yeah, up. Yeah. And what made you think you had a chance? Um, well, that was, uh, that was... That was serendipitous. I don't think I would have had a chance if... Uh, I guess Jules was up in Edinburgh. Right, yes. And Chris Mead was covering his lessons. Oh, yes. So, you know, you have this extended audition of, of, <laughs> of four weeks' worth of, of, of workshops. And they were amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a phenomenal teacher. Um, beyond being an incredible improviser, go and see all of his things. Um, but, yeah, so just having the opportunity to, to work with Chris over those four weeks, I think, you 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 find an opportunity to show off what you can do. Yes. Um, and I think it's it, it came up as a conversation. I don't know how much it counted for it, but because of the fact that I'd done actor training and a lot of performing, um, there was a level of there's there's a bunch of stuff on stage I don't need to worry about. Yes. Because I'm just used to doing it. Yes. Um that that meant I don't 
if if I had to worry about acting at the same time as worrying about all of the other stuff that is in play when you're improvising, I'd melt. I'd, I'd, fall, I'd fall apart. Um, so the so the fact that I do have some kind of practice mm. at you know pointing in the right direction and speaking loud enough and all of those all yeah. of those things that I didn't realise my training had had uh, that benefit, but yeah. you get to that point and go, oh yeah, okay, okay. I, I'm, so which is the right direction to point? Uh, to, to the people, oh, right, generally. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's acting, point anywhere. Really? As long as, as long as you're projecting to the people. The pointing is an important part of... Yeah, of face, 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 the, face, face, face the people, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm really interested in that because I don't have an acting background. Yeah. So there is part of me that thinks, oh, that would be really useful because there must be tools mm. like that you know, that I just don't have. And I'd really like to be able to bring that aspect to my improvisation. Yeah. Because I can't do that thing where you walk on and then you say something funny and then the other person walks on and they say something funny and then they leave. Yeah, no, I can't do that either. No. So thank God I know which way to face. Yes. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's just practice. It, for me, it's, it felt like uh, it ends up being just the fact that I've practised it. Or had the opportunity to practice it because I w- went did a silly degree that involved sword fighting and historical dance. Oh. Um, you see the life choices I've not made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could. I'd, okay, here's here's the secret to historical dance: learned over three years of uh, BA ons acting for what that's worth. Degree. Um, you hold hands and you snake around the room. That's Pretty much, that's pretty much it. That's, that's all I remember. It's all I think I ever did. That's pretty much it. Sword fighting, badass. Everyone should go and take, like, if there's a sword fighting drop-in that somebody does, go to that, because it's wicked. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the getting an opportunity to do as many plays as you possibly can becomes the kind of foundation of, 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 of that practice. Yes. Uh, and... And yeah, I kind of have that under my belt now. Yeah. So I can do the other, try and work out the other fun stuff. Let that occupy more of what yeah. I'm doing. I mean, and that's one of the reassuring things um, that I've thought about. It's like you see these people uh, improvise and you think, mm. wow, they're like amazing. And then you've got to remind yourself, they've probably been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, they were probably amazing to start with, yeah, but also they've what, got 10 years of, you know, being amazing. Yeah, what's the number? Is it 10,000 hours? Yeah, 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 it's the Malcolm Gladwell thing, isn't it? Yeah, so I've done my 10,000 hours of standing in the right direction. I've just <laughs> got to notch up the flight time on improvising uh, until we can all be amazing. <laughs> so um, are you, how much, how much spare brain power do you have to plan when you're improvising? In performance, yeah. So I, I kind of a, approached it when I came into it, not knowing, like, although I'd done short form before, the not really knowing what I was going into, and so it's kind of been bouncing around. What is my process as an improviser, um, and the work that I love 
seeing and trying to do uh, requires an absolute lack of, of brain power. Right. I like, I like the spontaneous creation element of it more than I like the the funny bit of it. Right. Um, and in that sense, I, I love you know weird dance improv and and you know the 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 non. Just the, the the expressive elements of some of it, where the, you know, the let's all be an orchestra rather than let's all let's all do a scene. Right. There's a, there's there's there are these kind of crucial elements to all of the improvisation that you get to do that tap into the same thing, and and it's kind of it's kind of. A, a truthfulness under whatever circumstance you're in, whether that's your bunch of moving bodies or you're uh, doing a Harold or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this kind of essential truth of a moment becomes what's interesting for me. The fight existing in that moment and being able to both accept the impulse you're having. And, and respond truthfully to it. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, and that is really fun to be in. Yes. And that doesn't require, uh, you know, actively doesn't encourage planning. Mm. It encourages all eyes and ears. Yes. And senses and 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 being alert and open uh, and kind of how you mould that into improv that I that, that someone would want to watch that's up up to you and your audience uh, as an improviser I don't massively care right <laughs> uh, because I don't do a lot of performing Right. I'm more interested in that, for me, more interested in, 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 in hunting that moment. Uh, but at the same time, when you're with a group of people who enjoy each other's company and you make each other laugh, then that's a wave to ride to. Yes, yes. Weird dance improv. What do you mean by weird dance improv? Like, uh, d- 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 improv, improv that's, that's not... Spoken. That's movement. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Um, contact improvisation. I've wonderful. Been, I've never done that. What's that like? <laughs> uh, that's that's where it's brave. Yeah. Um, it involves exactly the same thing as it would, but the the uh, as it would to a, a normal improviser. But the 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 impulses you're following and the the things you're listening for are physically communicated to you from the other person. Right. So the force and tempo and uh, the other person's body becomes what you're listening to and you're not necessarily listening with your brain for thought and idea. You're listening with your senses for something else. It's not, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, 
it's up there on the uh, wanky shit scale of, of, <laughs> of things like um, which we love on this podcast. Oh I, I, yeah, but that's that's I love it. I love it because it's an because it's an exploratory process and 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 it's not necessarily uh, for the audience. It's like, it's like um, uh, have you ever heard of viewpoints? No. So viewpoints uh, as an act of training. Uh, methodology uh, originated as a system whereby an ensemble can develop a vocabulary within which they can physically improvise improvised movement right and developed from that um, by a lady called uh, Anne Bogart uh, into a system whereby that improvisation became active training and the things you were listening for became more complex so what it did is it it, it breaks down uh, m- movement for one uh, into singular elements and explores those elements singly so tempo the speed at which a movement happens and just spend some time exploring fast and slow within a context where fast and slow is the only thing we're listening for, and how does that affect us? Uh, and then once we've had a play with fast and slow, we might look at uh, uh, duration, how long uh, a movement takes, and the effect of that, uh, whether something is uh, uh, direct or indirect. And once you've identified how to listen for the effect that that has on you, uh, you start to respond to the impulse that it generates. And so n- nothing happens for you that is not generated by the other person's action. Wow. And that is very much an, an, an improvisational uh, concept. Yeah. And Dave Rosowski uses uh, viewpoints as a, as a reference um, to a lot of his work where particular bodies in space, the distance I am from you, becomes a signifier right. of our relationship that I'm listening for. And that that listening generates an impulse and that impulse is followed so that I respond to you. Yeah. That response is what you're listening for, but also everything else, the distance we are the volume of my response, the, when you start moving into acting, the, 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 the emotional resonance, what, how I've said it, all of these things that are solid, actual things, kind of measurable in that moment, that you can, that you can uh, take in and respond to as truthfully as you can. Wow. <laughs> that, that was a lot of talking, and it's probably all bullshit. No, uh, Fact checkers, uh... come back. No, um, uh, the Viewpoints book and Bogart. She's wonderful. She yeah. runs a, a company in New York called City, S-I-T-I. Cool. I will have to check that out. That yeah, sounds really interesting. Let you have a look after. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but that's, that's one of the... So the, the course I ended up on uh, when I quit my job uh, is uh, a course in actor training and coaching. Brilliant. So not acting, but teaching actors. Right. And... Like I said before, there's not really a, a system factor training that doesn't somewhere 
use improvisation. Um, but there's a there's for me a, a, a small division between improvisation as uh, creation and improvisation as discovery. So if I'm a performer and I have a scene, or we're performers and we have a scene, we might use uh, improvisational techniques to discover truths about the scene, things that are not labelled but that we have chosen to explore. Mm. Um, we're not building material we're not creating uh, something, and we don't. We're not obligated to use what we've created, right. but we're using it rather to discover. Uh, and for actors, it can be immensely revealing, depending on the methodology you're using uh, and its appropriateness to how you like to work. For um, I think was it Sarah's was talking about, you know, improvisation to check in with yourself. Yes. You yes. know, um, is improv therapy? Uh, absolutely. Yes. yes. Is improv counselling? Probably not. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's an interesting distinction. Yes. Yeah. Like, Jules said it as well. We do work on ourselves when we improvise because if we're open to discovery of, uh, truthful response or any response and just being able to acknowledge okay that happened um, we learn about ourselves and about other people yes uh, so that kind of outside of actor training the there's 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 work that goes on in discovery that doesn't actually require you to consider uh, kind of performance or product uh, and for me personally just because of my journey at the moment I'm really interested in in what improv does for people in that under those circumstances in that condition right where what can we discover outside of what we already know Right. By opening ourselves out to uh, circumstances that we would not necessarily be in were it not for improv, like, ah. like do, do, I'm going to throw another one. Do you know? Have you ever heard of Forum Theatre? No, I haven't. No. So Forum Theatre is a, a it's a method of of, of theatre that is used to uh, explore uh, social issues. All right. um, so it was developed in South America by a guy called Augusto Boal, and what he would do is he would take groups of people who were in some way oppressed and with an awareness that their oppression might be a result of um, a lack of awareness that they're oppressed or a lack of understanding of what they can do about being oppressed. Um, he would take non-actors mixed with actors and he would create these scenes where he'd go, okay, um, your slum landlord is, is extorting rent out of you. 
and you don't know how to handle that. So what we'll do is we'll create that situation right. and improvise within it. And then when we get to the point at which you go, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do here or what my options are, we'll just throw out some options. Wow. And we'll play through those situations. Yeah. And so the person walks out of it going, okay, I have an understanding now that I didn't have before. I also, because of that understanding, I'm able to uh, potentially have a confidence about that scenario. I've, I've, I've played it out. I know that the thing maybe that I was afraid of is only one possible outcome yes. or uh, potentially an outcome I've invented in my head through that fear. And, uh, and so we start using improv n not to make interesting work, but to to empower people yeah. through through offering them a platform for discovery of of of, of, of what's out there for them. <laughs> yes. And I suppose the parallel I would draw with that is actually just reading books. There's no just, it's reading books and placing yourself in the situations that you would not normally find yourself and feeling empathy for those characters yeah. and understanding. Yeah. Um, but you're just actually physically there playing out the scene. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and there's, there's some wonderful playback groups um, that are... That do that, kind of doing gigs around town. Um, the, is it Days of Our Lives? The plays of plays our, of our plays lives. Plays of our lives. Yes. That do some stuff over in East London, um, and yeah, just kind of playing out these scenarios where it's not how do we discover who, what, where. It's this is the who, what, where. Yes. Uh, let's play this out, and then yes, actually kind of adding into that. Okay, so you had this row with your mum. Let's give you the opportunity yeah. to. Uh, see this from her perspective slightly differently, or give a different response on your part. You know, and and and, and then you can go home and call your mum and and yeah. not be estranged anymore. Would yeah. be an overdramatic version of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's you know it's it has it has that potential to to inform us about ourselves if we're listening. Yes, and <clears throat> I've experienced that in. Uh, one of Katie Shute's uh, singing classes mm. um, where we did this exercise where we had um, I told a story about the time I'd hitched to Paris when I was a student Wicked. and then Piotr and Fran and Jason um, one I think one was past one was present and one was future and then they all sang a song from my perspective about something mm. I'd done in you know the early 90s and that was like it was really touching and I was like wow that's you know I don't know you've revealed things about that experience that I hadn't really realised or wasn't prepared to acknowledge yeah maybe yeah 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 um, yes also that that as well um, so yeah it's a really powerful uh, powerful thing yeah so that sorry I can't remember kind of how we got down that road but yeah, the idea of, of, of using improv as a, as a discovery tool was, I think, it. Yes, um, as opposed to a creation as, tool. As, as, opposed to, as opposed to making things um, directly or making things being the product of improv. Um, yeah, and I could, I could 
talk for quite a while on the various delights of different actor trainers, but it's not interesting for everyone. <laughs> well, I would be quite happy to hear you uh, do that, but uh, we might save that for another time. Save that for the actor training podcast yes. that I'll set up. Yeah. Yes, you should do an actor tra- oh, I'd really listen to that. You should really do that. I would really, really listen to that. Or Talk to people about contact improv. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Or my other idea um, is that the next generation of this podcast is to actually do things that are um, more about subjects. Yeah. And you could actually do, it would be kind of educational. Like a... Like a uh, At a studio. Or... Like, a, like a Wunderkammer, where you find out about... <laughs> about... Yes, do we need to put Wunderkammer in the show notes? They've got a yeah. gig coming up. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the more just, things you can mention. Do not adjust your stage. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Edric Theatre, probably. Uh, whenever they are, because I don't know when this is likely to go out. Uh, if at all. Um, <laughs> no, this is definitely going no, that's, out. I, I, I love that as a, as, a, as a format and as a gig. The kind of combination of experts and improv is brilliant apart from the fact that so many improvisers are like supremely clever I've met more PhDs in <laughs> drop-in workshops than than I have in my life before that there's some really smart cookies improvising in London <laughs> yes uh, so yeah, having some of them talk about their speciality, which is you know it's never improv, yeah. Like oh, yeah, yeah, computer science, artificial intelligence craziness. Yes, uh, is is it's fascinating because yeah. anyone anyone who's super clever in anything can kind of make me interested in it. Yeah. Cool. Right. <laughs> Last question. Mm. Uh, it's kind of a broad one. What advice? Oh, don't. Don't? Don't ask me to give advice. No? No. What, unless it's, what advice have I been given? Um, yes. What advice? I've programmed, as I've said many times. I've programmed to say yes. So, yeah. You, you... Um, what's, what's the golden bit of improv advice? Yeah. Uh, for me? Yeah. It's always it's always been um, don't listen to yourself. Listen to the other guy <laughs> or girl. Sorry, sorry, heteronormative assumption. Uh, listen to the other person because they've got the answer. You really haven't, um, and that's generally applied to within scenes or outside of scenes or life. Uh, I'm probably wrong, and they're probably right, has served me better than the other way around. <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, thanks for coming over. No, it's a time. <laughs> do sometimes normally leave, leave it running in case there's any comedy gold, uh, that, any nuggets left over, but I will cut this bit out if there are. I've got no nuggets. Good, okay. um, we'll stop. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a library of bizarre you know if you want to talk Michael Chekhov for an hour we can do that one uh, if you want to talk Samford Meisner uh, the viewpoint is really interesting as an acting technique and like 
the Dave Brzezowski class that included it did some heavy duty work for some people yeah uh, the worst thing about any like brilliant improv class I've ever taken from genius improvisers and genius teachers is you walk away going oh yeah that incredibly simple thing that should have always been obvious yeah. from the start and that I know and you know and we all know is so obvious I should be doing that it, it, it's it's execution suddenly becomes a different a different matter oh Oh, you mean I should just chill out and do improv as the best tool to improv <laughs> is, is, you know, like the, uh, the whole of Dave's class was like, oh yeah, listen to the other person and kind of register how they're feeling and respond to it truthfully. And, oh yeah, of course. Of course, it's straightforward. Yeah, but... But becomes supremely tough to do. Also, just because something's straightforward doesn't mean that you naturally know it and just having... The obvious pointed out is, yeah. you know... It can be and and you spend so much time not realising you've got to get out of your own way in that yeah. respect. Like, like, like we were saying about the knowing which direction to face on stage as a, as a thing that, if you haven't got that out of your way, really gets in your way. Yeah. Because you've always got this thing in your head occupying a space going, there's an audience, there's an audience, there's an audience. Uh can they hear me? Can they hear me? Can they hear me? And once you've started, you've done, you've clocked your hours and you're embodying all of that stuff without worrying about it, it's not that you're better at anything, but you're not making yourself worse at anything. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The wise words. Yeah. Wise words. Thank you very much. I will stop it now. I made this. Call to action time. You can follow Improv London at Improv London on Twitter. See you next week. That's improv! That's improv.